Maybe then you can see me and I can see you Maybe then we'll come together as a people Tired of the pain cause it ain't new Let's come together as a people Even if we don't share the same view Welcome to the Jesus and Everything Foundation podcast. On this show, we look at all problems affecting the world and we discuss how we can solve them using the character of Jesus, unity, and decentralization of resources available to us. The character of Jesus, or as I like to call them, the Jesus character principles, are principles that whether you are a Christian or not, we can all agree on these principles. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. For every episode, we discuss a problem topic from our category list. You can find this list on the Foundation's website, jaef.foundation. We ask ourselves and listeners, what is the goal? What is the vision for this problem category? What are the potential solutions? What are the obstacles? What resources do we need? And what resources do we have? But most importantly, do these solutions and resources pass the character test? The nine Jesus character principles? If yes, then we move on to collaboration. What does this look like? This show is a platform to get the ball rolling on as many problems affecting the world as we can. We want to go beyond just talking about problems. So after the show, we collaborate by acting. First, we open the discussion floor to our listeners. Then we decentralize and open source all of our resources from brain power, manpower, utilities to capital. Before every episode, I like to ask our viewers and listeners, do you ever ask yourself, where are we going? Where is this world going? Time keeps on ticking, the day ends, a new dawn arises, and life goes on. But what is our destination? Do we have any global objectives that unite us when it comes to things like food, security, healthcare, education, or standard of living? It's a fair question to ask. If you work for a company or work for yourself, you have a general idea about your company's vision. Goal. So what is our goal, our overarching vision as the current residents of this planet? What role is your company, your city, your country playing in the big picture? And what role are you who's listening to this playing in this big picture? segment of real life stories it's under our spiritual category you can find the full list of topics we shall cover under this category on our website jf.foundation that is jaef.foundation this is a story about a man called noel who has beaten all the odds of generational curses that were stacked against him before he was born this story is something we can all learn from that our actions, which become our habits, can be passed down to our children. You don't have to give birth to the next Noel. You can learn from his past. You see, Noel didn't have a choice in what kind of hand he would play with after he was born. He was born into a drug-dealing family. His grandfather was a kingpin, dealing in marijuana and cocaine from Jamaica to Florida. 
Before Noel was born, and unbeknownst to his mother, the spirituality she explored before Noel's birth invoked demonic spirits. She ignorantly opened herself up to the demonic realm and to witchcraft. The odds were stacked against him even before he had started. From his childhood to his late 20s, Noel had to deal with living in unstable homes as a child, several stepfathers, nightmares, demonic attacks, and so much paranormal activity. And this was just the beginning. His childhood trauma cascaded into teenage addictions from sex, pornography, alcohol, marijuana, cocaine, ecstasy, and anything else he could land his hands on, not to mention a couple of out-of-body experiences. In moments of despair, he would always cry out to the God of the Bible, whom he had never really known about. He was only tagging on the memory of the Lord's Prayer that his grandmother had taught him as a child and his few attendances to Catholic Church as a child. Fast forward, Noel shares a unique memory after he had started reading the Bible, specifically the Gospels of Jesus Christ. He couldn't stop reading the Gospels. In fact, in one incident, Noel was out on a boat, snorting as much cocaine as he could with a friend, but all he did was talk about this guy called Jesus that he had been reading about in the Bible. Eventually, and inevitably, these truths of Jesus Christ took root in Noel's heart, and he was delivered from all his addictions, his cursed inception, and his haunted past. Noel now lives his life as a living testimony. While he is up wiring complex buildings around town, he shares the gospel of Jesus Christ to those who feel lost. Coming up on our next episode. I did not become a Christian for comfort. It was very uncomfortable for me to uh, the process. Uh, once I learned fornication was a sin, I became uncomfortable with that. Um, so it, people say, oh, you know, whatever makes you feel, whatever makes you happy or comfortable. Well, sorry, sir, I, I didn't become a Christian to make myself comfortable. But comfort has been the result. Comfort is what has come from my true faith yeah i did not expect this comfort to manifest at such a high degree when i became a christian i didn't i didn't really understand like the joy of god could manifest in in one's life through the desire to be obedient i find that every person who ends up coming to christ they always had the you know what i'm gonna give you a chance reveal yourself to me like you know amidst you continuing to do cocaine and, and do all the things and you still say i'm gonna read this thing and let's see where this takes like let's see where this goes yeah you, you're kind of like okay it's kind of like you're you you, you you you're like okay i'm gonna let you come stay in my house in kind of kind of like like a roommate, so to say, it's like, um, I'm you know I'm still gonna do me, but you you're welcome to come in. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Yeah. You know, never know, thought about it like that. No, it's it's exactly that. It's it's like I'm still gonna do me, but you're welcome to come in and um, change my thinking. <laughs> yeah, change my thinking. See if you can influence me. Yeah, yeah, see if you can influence me. Somebody say Jesus brought. The sunshine. Jesus brought the
for tuning in to the pre-show. This is episode eight and the last episode of Noel's story. We're picking up right from where the last episode ended. Three years ago, three and a half years ago, December is when I stopped doing the drugs. It would have been the following summer. So this summer, some point in the summer, marks the three year mark of me being born again. Wow. Yeah. Praise, praise, praise God. God, right? Yeah. Praise God. I, and, and, you know, we're definitely going to have you uh, back on the podcast to talk about all the the, the awesome stuff that oh, that the Lord so good that the Lord like the good stuff because I feel like uh, uh, our first seat down has been um, kind of going through the dark stuff, but yeah. you know, just to kind of just close it out with some light and absolutely can, lots of light there's so much light so much light and 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 just so that people can be like okay you know i want to hear about this guy like where is he and what is he doing you know how has his life changed and whatever yeah. so we're just kind of going to give them like a, a preview yeah of, of, of that next sit down it's what? good it's good <laughs> god is good <laughs> If it's to sum it up, you say God is God good. God is good. Yeah. God is good. God is good if you pursue him. If you pursue him. Yeah. Has it been worth it? Oh yeah. I've never been see I didn't I didn't um become a Christian to find happiness. I became a Christian because I believed it was true and I had the conviction of the Holy Spirit of hell and sin and and I wanted and at the same time wanting to do right for God, but I did not become a Christian for comfort. It was very uncomfortable for me to uh, the process. Uh, once I learned fornication was a sin, I became uncomfortable with that. Um, so it people say, "Oh, you know, whatever makes you feel, whatever makes you happy or comfortable." Well, sorry, sir, I I didn't become a Christian to make myself comfortable, but comfort has been the result. Comfort is what has come from my true faith. Yeah, I did not expect this comfort to manifest at such a high degree when I became a Christian. I didn't, I didn't really understand like the joy of God could manifest in, in one's life through the desire to be obedient. Yeah. Because if you have the desire to be obedient, God will take you by the hand and he will give you the grace to be obedient. Hmm. If the desire is true, if the desires are, that's what true repentance is. Yeah. I think the thing with God is, uh, he always waits for you to make the first step. Yeah. And that's all he requires, by the way. He says, just take the first step. Amen. I'll, 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 I'll give you the grace to take the next 1 million steps. Yeah. He, yeah. but if you don't take the first step, he, he, he's, cause the scripture says, Draw nigh unto God and will go nigh unto you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. So, I find that every person who ends up coming to Christ, they always had the, you know what, I'm going to give you a chance. Reveal yourself to me. Like, you know, amidst you continuing to do cocaine and, and do all the things and you still say, I'm going to read this thing and let's see where this takes. Like, let's see where this goes. Yeah. You, you were kind of like, okay. It's kind of like you are, you, 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 you're like, okay, I'm going to let you come stay in my house. And kind of, kind of like, like a roommate, so to say. It's like, um, I'm, you know, I'm still going to do me, but you're, you're welcome to come in. Yeah. <laughs> You yeah, know, you know what? Never, you know, never thought about it like that. No, it's it's exactly that. It's it's, it's like I'm still gonna do me, but you're welcome to come in and um, change my thinking. Yeah, <laughs> see, change my thinking. See if you can influence me. Yeah, yeah, see if you can influence me. And some people, um, they're prideful. They, 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 they give these opportunities to to the world, 
to new age, to the next new thing, to the next uh, social media um, frenzy. And they're like, oh, oh to, a, to a TV series, to a TV show. But they never really say, you know what? I'm still going to do me, but come in. Let's see what you got. Sell me type thing. And it, it's a point of saying, hey, that, that's that's essentially what you did. But I, I, I want to kind of capture like one word phrase, uh, a few sentences about a few questions that some people may have who have listened to this. Um, where are you dealing with any... How, do you feel like you've been cleansed from trauma from all the childhood? It's, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Like, um, there are certain like areas uh, that I get triggered from. I have a hard, I have a hard time trusting um, men who have um, de- some sort of like men that I would be uh, subject to. So the Bible you know, teaches us to be subject to our um, authority, authority um, in a sense of, of like pastoral authority, like a man of God. So I have a, a, a very powerful anointed man of God over me in the Lord. And he is, he doesn't have lordship over me. And he, he treats me like a son. And, but there, there has been, um, I have noticed in myself and I've expressed this to him, that I have had these issues in my past and men that were supposed to be uh, protectors and watch over me have all let me down, except for, of course, my father in Jamaica, who was always there distantly. Um, he, he, my father in Jamaica has been wonderful to me over the years, uh, even though I've only gone to Jamaica like 10, 11 or 12 times. Um, so I haven't seen my father that much, but he has been there for me. But every other man in my life that has been close to me to protect me uh has been like radically evil Hmm. and so um submitting to a spiritual authority which is truly biblical yeah um has has been something that i've i've done with joy uh because i the man who is the, the man who evangelized to me that day has become my pastor has become the man who has spiritually led me to greater maturity at such a high degree that it's staggering. And um, so I have a high trust in him, but um, I definitely proceeded with caution because of my past. Yeah. But I trust him. And, um, but other than that, you know, it's interesting. Like I hear Christians uh, talk about how, their, their, their iniquity from the past has stuck with them. Um, and for me, man, I feel like I have been cleansed. Praise God. I feel like all the things I was doing uh, has been wiped away. And I mean, if I were to backslide now at this level of maturity, I do feel that there would be a spiritual scar for the rest of my life. I feel, and I believe I could support this biblically um, through the Old Testament, and, and I believe it, this, this, this aspect of God um, does transmute into the New Testament uh, very clearly, that those who are operating close to the Lord They've been matured. They've been, they've sanctified all by God's grace. They have sanctification by God's grace. They're, they're being used as a vessel of ministration. And if they backslide to the, to a certain point and even stay there and come back to God later on, I don't feel like God will bring them as close as he once did. I believe there's mercy and there's grace and that yeah. person can still be used by God in great ways, but that that closeness, yeah, I have a hard time believing that could happen again. I think Paul also alludes to something like that. I think in uh, Corinthians where he says, um, "If you've tasted uh, this, the, he- the heavenly, yeah, I know yeah. what scripture you're referring to. Um, how can you go back?" 
Yeah, that was a hard one for me to interpret. Like that one, it, oh man, there's so many different ways that I think one could read that into that. But at, at, at the end of the day, don't backslide. Yeah. All I care about that scripture is do not backslide. <laughs> Look yeah. unto him who is able to keep you from falling. Yes. Right? Just keep keep pursuing the one who can keep Present you from falling. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, um, but for me, no, I, I don't feel like anything from my past has uh, is coming against me anymore. So, so, so those wings have been clipped. Oh, yeah. God has, has annihilated all of it. Oh, praise God. Yeah. And I believe that's accessible to everyone. Yeah. Who's dealt with anything in this life. So it's God. So if you've been sexually abused, yeah, anything, raped, God, do, God through can murder, do yeah. you, you, you believe you're a, uh, I, a, a testimony, like a living testimony yeah, that I do. That, I do. I do believe it. Um, but the thing is, how much of God do you want to taste, right? How much measure of the Holy Spirit are you willing to to go for? Um, the Holy the Holy Spirit is designed to cleanse you. Yeah. Right. It's holy, and what you put into God is what you're going to get out. So the more love you have for God, the more the, the more you're going to get from Him. The more cleansing, the more purity, the more benefits of christianity yeah um where just again i'm gonna kind of rapid fire here so try to yeah 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 where i'm guessing your friend groups have changed oh yeah big time drastically yeah yeah has anyone from that core of of, of friend groups has any one of them been influenced by your life mm, to the point where yes, they, one. They, they, they have reached out and said, hey, I need help. The one, yeah. Uh, there is one who, who may even be born again at this moment. It's hard to tell because the fruit is taking a while to manifest, but I believe he is. Um, and other friends, you know, from the past see the change. They see the, the radical shift. And it's not like, oh, Noel, uh, stop doing drugs. You know, it's, it's no, Noel stopped doing drugs. Noel stopped watching porn. Noel stopped having sex before marriage. Noel has like 100%, has a 180 on every area of his life. Every so, area. so yeah. I mean, a man, you know, I still believe a man who isn't Christian and who, who, who kicks the Coke or something, that's still coming from God, but he just refuses to see that. Um, but to have a 180 uh, with all areas of, of iniquity and sin and, transgression of the law i mean that is only done by god a man can reform himself to a degree i'm not gonna lie without yeah. becoming a christian but to have a 180 it's only by the spirit of god have a 180 um how is mama and how is my emily? mom yeah emily is good she's strong she's fortified she uh i've influenced her quite a bit with christ um, she reads the Bible. She she participates in a Christian camp, and I think is she born again? I I don't know. It's hard to say. Like I've I've I'm pretty raw with her uh, in a in a graceful way about the claims of Christianity. So she knows. I've explained to her everything she needs to know. Yeah. Um, my mom. She is still. Um, I love her very much, but she. I do believe that she doesn't quite grasp the fear of God and, and the um, exclusivity of Christ. Um, there's still a satanic stronghold over her eyes that blind her to Jesus is the only way. Yeah. And the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. To depart from evil is to get understanding she doesn't have that wisdom yet. She doesn't have that understanding yet where she's departing from evil. And it's because she, I don't think she's had a full revelation that you no, know, Jesus is the only way. Buddha can't save you. Allah can't save you. Shiva can't save you. Krishna can't save you. No one can save you but the Savior because there is no other Savior. There is no other surety for your sin. 
there's no other propitiation. So she doesn't, she doesn't see that quite clearly. Mm. She's read the gospels. She's weeped when Jesus gets nailed to the cross and she weeps for it. Like she feels some spiritual power when she reads the, the gospel accounts, but to convince her to get into the epistles, it's, it's like spiritual warfare. <laughs> and how about your other brothers? Zach, uh, he has a lot of anger, um, but he's, he's, he's seen such a radical change in me. He knows something happened in my life. Um, see, he remember he was beat up. He was in the stomach of my mom when she was beat up at eight months pregnant. So I believe that tr there was a spiritual transfer of trauma and darkness that was actually transferred to him in those moments. Yeah. And um, to, at the same time, all of the male figures of his life and even his mother figure, our mother, failed him. Yeah. And so he has this deep-seated hatred for his parents. So he naturally would have, uh, you know, enmity with God, a father. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he hates, he had, there's a satanic stronghold on Jews. Like he, because of this, uh, there's extreme Zionism out there where there's like a select few of like, powerful wealthy jewish bankers he has gotten on the train when some of this information is true but he's gotten on this train that all jews are like satanic and sent to like enslave the world and we're all goyim and and cattle in their eyes and, and their talmud does say things like this it does but he has it's a way that satan gets in the minds of people and blinds them to the savior it's just another tactic he uses he uses some truth and makes it the truth for people yeah unfortunately but he has been coming around um he has been coming around i've been praying for him and he has and then damny i haven't spoken much about damir he's my second brother um he ended up trying to take his life uh, not long ago but god spared him and um so he he's he had that spirit of condemnation of, of suicide and um but god spared him and uh, he's doing much better now but i haven't spoken much about him um but yeah he knows about jesus he's i shared the gospel with him and yeah he's doing better now so everyone with everything you know um looks like uh the, the healing is, is beginning the, the healing is beginning yeah it started with me it started with you yeah Wow. Yeah. And and I had a prophecy laid over my life uh, by a Catholic actually, but a, but he was a very spirit-filled Catholic, I could tell. He when when I was at this alpha program, um he like laid his hands on me and he prophesied over my life saying through me my entire family would be healed. This is before I was born again. Amen. Praise and God. Amen. I believe it will happen. Praise God. My whole family will be saved. Yeah. Oh, God is so good. Yeah, he is. Noel I have been touched by your story. I've been moved. Um, I, I cried. <laughs> this has been something that I've never heard of up close. And for me, because as I said, you, you've become like a brother. So mm -hmm. it was almost like my brother went through this. And, and, and yeah, it, it was heavy. It was heavy. So what's as we close someone says okay i'm kind of interested you've gotten me interested what would be a starting point for them they're not a believer what if they said okay it, it, I, maybe it, they say i'll go get a bible or something like that um what what book where should they start well if you're going to start in the bible i'd either start in matthew or john um or in proverbs or a mix of all of Proverbs, Matthew, or Proverbs and John. And uh, I would say to someone who's interested in the claims of Christianity, um, ask yourself, what, what worldview best supports the totality of evidence? What worldview can make sense of all of reality? Science, pain, death, suffering, evil, love, joy, happiness, the will to live. Um, justice, injustice, mercy, um, corruption. Yeah. All of, all of life, love, 
you know, I don't know if I said that, hatred, like what, what, what worldview actually can put all of reality into context and solidify it and seal it. And you don't need to prove something beyond a possible doubt because anything can be possible at the end of the day. You have, but to prove something beyond a reasonable doubt, that's what matters. Wow. And a mix of spirituality and faith. So you are telling this person that you get all these complex things about life, uh, living, death, politics, sexuality, uh, evil, good, get all the complex things about life and well, kind yeah. of put, try to run them through the reasoning or the lens of each of every one of these things. And, yeah. and you'll find that when you run them through the Bible, the Bible seems to be the only one that is able to put all of them everything together. together. Everything. Yeah. It can, it has the capability of putting everything, uh, all of reality into a coherent, uh, into a coherent manner, in a coherent manner. Um, it, it, yeah. And, and that's the thing that I, I find, well, cause when I turn my walk around, and I, I grew up Christian, mm -hmm. you know, I was born in a Christian family. So, uh, but I got to a point where I had to kind of really figure out, um, am I believing in this because of my parents and because of my upbringing, mm -hmm. where I really wanted to see what do I believe? So I had to sit down and go on my own journey to discover. And I opened the book of Genesis and said, I'm going to read from Genesis to Revelation. And everything changed when I started to actually read the word. Just, I, I said, I'm, I'm just going to read this book. Mm -hmm. I've never really read it. So I'm just going to read it for myself. Yeah. No mom around, no dad around, no pressure from anyone. And what I got to discover that all my complexities, all my curiosities, all these questions I had about life and somehow the Bible, the word of God seemed to give me answers to all these complex things everything started to make sense and i think where a lot of these religions and and other doctrines really fall apart is that for instance they will choose one part of life and they'll only talk about peace and serenity of mind and meditation and the bible is the only book where you're going to find everything that we're dealing with in this life in the bible because it, it, it gives you examples of murder, hate, love, betrayal, uh, darkness, demons, the satanic world. Uh, it talks about politics. It's in the Bible. It talks about monarchies. It talks about um, uh, rape, sexual abuse. It, 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 it actually has actual characters all in the Bible. So for me, I go to a point where I say, listen, this book doesn't hide anything from us. Yeah, no, it doesn't. I mean, there's parts where it's talking about uh, one, one, one guy who literally um, uh, dismembered their wife and sent them to the 12 tribes of Israel. Yeah, yeah. And, and it is grotesque. Yeah. It talks about parts where there's literally a part in the Bible. I think it was, uh, I don't know if it was Saul or I don't know what king, what king it was. It was one of David's children who legitimately went and took David's wives and had... And had sex with them on the roof. Had sex with them on the roof. Yeah. I, I was like, what? And so many religious books would want you, would hide those details. They don't want you to see the truth. They don't want you to see the nasty stuff of humanity. They just want to sweep everything under the rug and tell you the, the, the little cute stuff or, or it's just about peace it's just about love they don't attack these core issues and for me when i started to read the bible and say man everything about life that we could ever deal with in this world is in the bible it's the only book that just brings things together so i think you're right yeah it's complete it even makes sense of science um even science is in the Bible. Yeah, but it just makes sense of science in the in the in the biblical framework. Like science makes sense because it comes from God's mind. It, it does. Um, 
but you know i would also say to that person like everything you said was really wonderful actually i've never really heard it says like like i've heard it said like that but not like that what you said was great um and the presence of the holy ghost is so strong right now so yeah the the <laughs> The kind of faith that the Bible speaks of isn't a blind faith. It, it's based on some evidence. And that, see, that evidence can be uh, spiritual conviction based, and it could also be historical based. And the kind of faith that Jesus is asking you to take a step out in is actually more of trust. And you, you, you get some of that conviction, um, and you get some of that historical understanding of whatever historical facts that you know spark your your interest but they're there's they're all there and um you take a step forward based on the evidence and or the trust that you see and then you dig deeper and then you take another step forward based on the more trust you receive um, anyone who gets on a plane you know has faith Anyone getting on a plane has faith. They they see perhaps the flight attendees with Air Canada on their on their uh, uniform or whatever airline, and maybe they take a little peek into the cockpit as they're entering the plane. They see a pilot there with a cap and with a uniform, and they've never met this pilot. They don't know his credentials. He could be an alcoholic. He could be a drug addict. He could have taken, you know who knows who knows but you because you see some evidence of credibility you are taking a step of faith and you get on the flight and you get on that flight so no in no way can you get on a plane without some faith and it works like that in many areas of life you go to university um, and you have faith that you will get through uh, yeah based on some evidence. So Christianity is like that. I had evidence for biblical manuscripts being accurate to the original documents. I learned about textual criticism and that got me reading the Bible. Okay, so I can actually trust that the Bible was transcribed accurately over the years. I was told something very different growing up by the layman's. And once I realized that that was just so egregiously false, I started reading the scripture happily and then the 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 trust of the con, the conviction I, I was there there's conviction here my heart is being pricked so i'm going to take a step of faith forward and continue and and like you said it invite jesus into my life while i was uh living the way i was and continuing to read his word day in and day out or week in week out whatever however much the holy spirit gave me strength to in those moments of my life i can't really remember but yeah i got through it at that time and yeah there's a this is this is for you to close us out there's a question um i believe you as you also probably aware is uh you probably you know we believe you do have a calling of uh, ministry, the office of evangelism. So you preach the gospel. Basically, you, you try to win, uh, you win souls for the kingdom of God, where you basically tell people, hey, you're on the wrong side. Come over to the um, kingdom of light. I've been over where you have been, and I was lost, but now I'm found. Yeah. There's a, there's a, there's a kind of do like a, just a quick, like what you would normally ask someone oh, that you run into on oh. the street. Oh man, it's, it's so hard because uh, one of the things that I've been trained by the man of God in my life is to pray for the spirit of discernment uh, while in the vineyard, while while sharing the gospel, and that spirit of discernment uh, will will help me tap into what that person may need a, a particular scripture. A, a, uh, yeah. uh, so it's really hard to give you a silver bullet um, or like, but there are some things, some go-tos, right? Um, either way, whatever scripture I use, whatever I, I, I used or whatever uh, anecdote or 
idiom or, or whatever tactic I use to open up the Bible or Jesus Christ or the gospel, I always bring it back to the gospel the best I can without adding or subtracting to the gospel message, preaching repentance and faith for the forgiveness of sins um, in, in the most graceful, truthful, loving way I possibly can, uh, striving to be able to share any Bible verse, no matter how hard or convicting in the love and truth of God with meekness and gentleness and humility. Um, for the Bible says that we should never strive or be quarrelsome, but with patience, be patient and apt to teach in meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves that peradventure God will grant unto them repentance, taking them away from the snare of the devil that has taken them captive at his will. So if you don't have, if you, if you're striving with people, you fail, you do not hit the, the spiritual code. If you aren't patient or apt to teach somebody, you will not, God will not use your preaching. If you're not meek, God will not use your, whatever you share with them. You have to follow scripture to a T in order to, for God to be able to use you in the field. So a lot of it has to do with meekness, humility, and patience. Yeah. And love the the love of God must be shed abroad your heart by the Holy Spirit for that person who's not saved, and you must believe in hell for that spiritual drive to be truly activated in you, and you must have a love for people. The second of the greatest commandments must be fully activated in your heart. To love thy neighbor as thyself is to want the best for thy neighbor, not to like thy neighbor, but to love them. And to love your enemies is to want what's best for your enemies. And that's for them to be saved. Yeah. For we were enemies of God and he extended forgiveness while we were enemies of God. Um, so that mentality must be on the, on the heart of an evangelist. But uh, for something common that I do uh, say to people that I've learned recently, God has used another brother in the Lord who has uh, a very unique evangelistic like skill set. Um, that God has been, you know, bubbling up. And he taught me something, uh, a salesman tactic where. Um, yeah, what's it, a, what's a, what's like a like a yeah, like, like a question, like if, if you had one, well, yeah, one this, minute. So this is what with, I this someone, is what, well, I would go to uh, It's a salesman tactic. You have four seconds to say something uh, to catch someone's attention. You must couple it with enthusiasm. You must couple it with uh, being an expert in your field and um, and tonality as well. And so I go up to people and uh, God has, by his grace, has, has shown me this is a good method. I say to people, what do you think is better, forgiveness or unforgiveness? And almost every single person, whether they have to think about it for a moment or not, will say forgiveness is, is better. Um, if the person says unforgiveness is better, then they're obviously hurting. And then I can deal with that issue. Um, but most people... <laughs> understand that in essence we live in a fallen world but in essence forgiveness is better very obvious then the next question i would ask them well sir if god exists or miss if god exists do you think you need his forgiveness if god exists do you need his forgiveness and it gets people thinking because everybody knows if they disobey their parents they need forgiveness from their parents how much more god yeah so um i find that that's a very uh, easy way to talk about number one forgiveness and unforgiveness and uh, to kind of reveal the nature of God that God requ requires you know sin we've disobeyed God and, and we need his forgiveness and and then once you kind of get in 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 there with that uh, you can start to express the gospel uh, you can illustrate it and like I said, I, I, I really uh, have conviction with the gospel. I, I have a lot of conviction with making sure somebody understands biblical repentance yeah. and what it means. And I, I try my best to illustrate it for them um, because Jesus says, repent and believe the gospel for the kingdom of God is at hand. It's, yeah. re it's repent and believe the gospel. Repent and, and believe, believe the gospel. The gospel. So they're separate. They're separate, but yet needed. Both you both need them. They're they're a combo. Um. So someone who's listened to this and says, "I think I need this Jesus in my life." Mm. Um. Maybe. 
close us out with a uh, like a sinner's prayer confession and for that person to receive Jesus in their life right yeah well the Bible says that if you if you believe all who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved you must understand that you need a savior you must mm-hmm. understand that you've sinned against a holy God and and God loves you but he won't turn a blind eye to sin so he's made a way for you to be forgiven where justice is served Jesus said I lay down my life for my sheep and I have the power to take it up again and I would just urge you you don't need a priest you don't need a church you just need a sincere and genuine heart and just get on your knees and say Lord I've sinned against you and I am genuinely sorry for my sin. I repent. I change my mind. Please create in me a clean heart, O Lord, and, and, and grant unto me salvation. I believe that you died for my sins and that God had raised you from the dead for justification of life. And if you, if you truly pray this prayer in your heart, I would say, I would say it out loud. And if you mean it in your heart, sincerely and genuinely, God will forgive your sin. He will grant unto you everlasting life. The Bible says you'll be born again by the Spirit of God. And God will give you a new heart. He'll give you new desires. And He'll give you the grace to walk out that life that is so much more fulfilling than any lie and from the devil or pleasure that he can offer you god's pleasure takes patience but the fruit that it yields is far better in jesus name amen amen brother this is probably one of the best uh segments i've been on since the beginning of this podcast praise god amen yeah. thank you father and uh I just want to thank you on behalf of everyone that's probably listened to this. I know this wasn't probably easy for you to share this story. And we will continue to pray over the over your family. Praise God. Thank you. So that complete and total healing just flows every one of them. Every one of them. That there will be a podcast where we'll, we'll just kind of be, you'll be sharing the testimony. So Amen. I, I continue to... Thank the Lord that uh, you're one of the people that uh, he's placed for us in a time like this. I, I admire your passion for the gospel. For someone who's just really gotten a hold of these truths for not a very long time, but you, you've bought in, you're a soldier of God. You've, you've put so many personal things on the line for this, for what you believe. You're bold about it. And you were doing everything that you've been equipped with i believe to win souls for the kingdom because you genuinely have been in a place of darkness and you want them to experience the light and the joy that you are walking through right now you you minister to people from a place of i don't want you to you've dealt with enough in your current life that i don't want you to deal with it in eternal life Mm -hmm. So I just want to thank you for what you're doing. Continue to be faithful. Thank you. And may the good Lord continue to strengthen you and equip you to continue winning souls for the kingdom and to keep on challenging all of us as well to keep doing the same. Because <laughs> <laughs> the scripture says the harvest is plenty, but labor is a few. So, Amen. Praise God. Noel, it's been a pleasure. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank God you. bless you. God bless you too. Bye for now. And God bless everyone who's listening. And for those who haven't accepted Jesus Christ, bless you and may he open your eyes. Amen. Amen. This was episode eight and the last episode of Noel's testimony and life story. Noel has opened up his dark past for us. He was ushered into a world of darkness by his family, tormented by nightmares as a young child lived a nomadic lifestyle in his teenage years and early youth, dealt with out-of-body experiences, paranormal activity, 
plummeted into drug and sex addiction, and some of his siblings had their fair share of the same. However, one day, a special encounter with a special God sent someone ignited a new hope in Noel's life. He became curious about the God of the Bible and started reading the scriptures, albeit still doing drugs and living a life riddled with sin. But as he kept reading, his old life and addictions became supplanted by a new addiction. The good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ, that blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. These words changed Noel's life forever. Today, Noel is a living testimony of the power of God. He is also a living embodiment of 2 Corinthians chapter 5.17 that says, If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. All things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their sins, their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. The freedom of being in Christ gives Noel the confidence of sharing his story openly without any shame because he knows that there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Those are beautiful words from Romans chapter 8, verse 1. So we hope that this story and life testimony has blessed you and encouraged you to choose a life with Jesus Christ. Remember what he told you in John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Your host for today was Calvin Kabanda. Thank you for listening to this life story. Keep my spirit alive. Keep my spirit alive. You can take it all, but the Lord on my side Spirit won't die yeah. Oh, my life Is in His hands, so I don't stress out Pray and strategize
Is all in us. I know God breathed on. 